We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of the Homebrew Review, the place you come to hear about all of your favorite community-created content. This week, we'll be, we will be adventuring in the Emerald Spire, which is a super dungeon for Pathfinder. We're converting over to 5th edition. This is the level 12 of the Spire. I would like to very quickly bring up a couple of things that will occur later on in this episode that we realized after the fact might be confusing to some of the fans. There is quite a bit of Magnus's backstory worked into this episode, as this is a character that he ported over from a Numenera campaign he played, and part of that has to deal with a special cylinder that he carries with him at all times. This aided him, for fluff reasons, in a passive perception check that occurred towards the end of the episode. If you'd like to know more about Magnus and how he got started and the thoughts and ideals behind him, we will be featuring him in the first episode of A Long Rest, which is our new segment that will be appearing on Patreon for our Patreon members. If you'd like to listen to that, head over to Patreon. It's only a dollar to listen, and we hope that you will enjoy it. Uh, We may even, I haven't decided yet, share this first episode as a teaser on part of the regular homebrew review podcast. So look forward to that. We will make an announcement either on an episode or through one of our other sites. So we will go ahead and review and recap from last week and uh, talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to this week with these characters. Well, last week we fought a bunch of serpents in the uh, the 8th level. Uh, had some antitoxin to kind of fight off that. Some great uses of counterspell as well to keep uh, thank you our abatist from slaying us. <laughs> this week, uh, as far as our our Taran shaman goes, uh, I've finally gotten some spiritual awakening, so I can finally cast sixth level spell, like eighth sixth level spell, kind of like a a warlock. A lot of the abilities of the shaman actually kind of mirror the the warlock, but instead of a patron, it's the spirits that you're you're asking for aid. Um, so this week, I don't know. I might bones of the earth something underground up into the ceiling. Uh, otherwise, I did take two new totems uh, to improve melee and uh, some clutch healing with healing tide. So we'll see what needs to be done. Alrighty. Yeah, thanks to Counterspell, I didn't get the chance to kill everyone, which makes me very happy. It makes um, us all very happy. <laughs> Not a whole lot really changes for the Atavist. I get my third level spells, so we'll see how those might work. We'll see a lot of my abilities now have that I haven't got a show, and I'm starting to get are when I hit half HP or lower. So I'll probably be a little bit more liberal with my rend ability and see if I can't get myself below half to dish out some extra damage and see what kind of situations I can put myself into. I think that was giving me permission to focus on him from now on. So uh, Sounds good to me. I think yeah. that just sounds like he's not going to be resting for a couple of weeks. Sounds great to me. <laughs> no sleep. Never. No None sleep for the wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Been learning a little bit more about the Avengers we've been playing. Uh, 
as was fairly relevant last week, single target damage is one of the one of the places where the Avenger has really been shining. We're not going to see a whole lot of new tricks out of out of him. Um, it's just going to be a whole lot more run in. You'll find that as as he progresses, you get a lot more chances for extra attacks each round through different abilities that the Avenger gets. So it's just going to be a whole lot more raining down blows on the enemy. Yeah. As far as the Cheeseromancer goes, I've gained the ability right behind you. <sighs> and <laughs> we just get a groan there. <laughs> it it allows me uh, to spend an action to teleport up to sixty feet uh, to a space adjacent to any creature I can see. I don't know that it will necessarily come into play, but it's fun little movement mechanics like that are always situationally very powerful. Exactly. Especially when it kind of cancels out that opportunity of attack and everything else that you could potentially receive. Well, and, and this is as an action, so it, I can then spin my movement to get further away from danger or uh, yes. reposition as needed after that teleport. So. Yeah. And it doesn't specify enemy or any no, creature. It, it's any creature I can see. Yeah, there you go. So if you're low on health or whatever, teleport right behind the healer and, and get those touch rain heals going and yep. everything. Or, I mean, if you're feeling really gutsy, I mean, you picked up a fire stick a little while ago, jump in and provide some flanking. I can do that, too. Blow them up. So, you guys picked up a bunch of treasures, and that last staff of fire you got was actually from the boss of the last floor, Yarix, an undead lich of sorts. Um, a mummy cleric, technically. And it would have been her keepsake heirloom-type weapon. Now a mouse has it. Yes, now a mouse has it, and that is terrifying to me, um, considering that this was built for a full-size person, so I like to think of it as like one of those flags you see on the back of carts, or just this red glowing staff that this mouse is carrying around. So after you defeated Yarix, you'd be free to continue to explore the spire. You would find stairs leading down from a landing, become even orderly flights that descend 20 feet at each turn for 400 total feet, passing several former workshops and strongholds filled with rubble that long ago were destroyed or abandoned. Finally, the stairs reach a vertical shaft with an iron ladder running down its side that drops 200 feet down into the darkness. So, 30 feet from the bottom of the shaft, the climb becomes very challenging. The walls and the ladder's rungs are coated with a thick slime. And one of the sections of rungs is almost entirely uh, rusted away. I'm going to need an acrobatics check from everybody. Gap or a fall? Uh, there's a gap in the rungs. Okay, so yes. A fall. Yes, essentially. I don't know that spell. <laughs> also, who do we think is least likely to... Or who, who, who looks like they'll probably have the most difficulty in making this crossing? Who would be the heaviest person here between the Shaman and the Warforged? Uh, Tauren can weigh a lot. I am about 265 pounds. Yeah, so the Torn would be a lot more, um, followed by the Warforged. Virgil, you should be fine. Mousefolk will actually, um, because of how light you are, uh, you won't have any of the rope breaking. If you guys decide to use rope or anything like that, you won't have any of those penalties that they do. No, I probably shouldn't use rope. How big of a gap is this? A 30-foot gap between the rungs of this ladder. So basically, it's the last section right before you hit the floor, the 30 feet before you hit the bottom. Well, if you need, I can cast jump 
on people. And we've I've got a bit. pretty good yeah, deck know. score. Well, it's it's at vertical. So you guys are going down a shaft. Yeah. There's a ladder there. So can does jump uh, affect falling as well? Uh, as oh, far as jump oh, does, okay. uh, athletics covers difficult situations for climbing, jumping, and swimming. Uh, you can try to jump an unusually long distance or pull off a stunt mid-jump with athletics. I can use my enhance ability to cast Cast Grace, which will give advantage on dex checks and negate fall damage up to 20 feet, but not beyond. Does everyone have a set of rope? Yeah, okay, everybody gonna... should have 50 foot. If you guys have a standard adventuring pack. If I may, just to kind of double up on strength, can I borrow somebody's rope? I'll loan you mine because... You can have mine. I have a spell that'll do it for me. Perfect. I've got three ropes to hold my weight now. Okay. Ha! You guys are able with some uh, creative uh, creative rope tying and everything, are able to uh, make three sections of rope. Anybody that is kind of braided together for extra strength. So anybody that uh, is going to try and climb down that, I need a athletics check. Uh, not very high. It's standard rope climbing check. Right. Uh, I got a 16. Okay. Yep. I fall. Okay. Um, I attempt to catch my friend. <laughs> I'm, actually, zero. I'm actually going to try my acrobatics because... How much do you weigh? Not a lot. Dude, okay. I'll just carry you. He already rolled it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then I'll use a spell to catch you if I have to. Uh, just a second. Let's see what Mike is going to do here. I got an 18 acrobatics. Okay, uh, that is not quite enough. Right as you are about to grab a hold of a rung, it's thick with slime and you start to slip. Right. So, so we got two people dropping? Um, For you two, don't worry too much. You land in something very cushiony, very soft, but also very slimy and starting to burn a little bit. On your skin that's that's exposed. And all of you are about ten feet up in the air from where you should be and can see straight through to the floor, and there's various bits of bone and metal within this this cube shape of clear gel. Oh boy. So everybody um, on the initiative. Nope, bad, bad thing, guys. Don't no, no. Oh bad. Sixteen? Nineteen? Twenty? Jack also got twenty, but it's slightly slower than Magnus and Magnus. So then, uh, Magnus, your speed was quicker, so Magnus, Jack, Cardrack, and Darwin, right? We will then go ahead and start with Magnus, who is in the gelatinous cube. Ah, it burns! Yes. Um, I suppose I can cast Inflict Wounds on it. And I'm actually going to cast it as a third level. And you would also take some acid damage, but go ahead and do this first, and then we'll get that put up. Oh crap, I gotta roll two attack on my first bow. Oh, that's um not good. Eleven to hit. Eleven will hit, yes. Twenty-one points of necrotic damage. Yep. Magnus, you are going to I'm just gonna use average damage for engulfing. So you take twenty-one points of acid damage onto Jack. Alright, um I think Jack is going to uh Attempt to firebolt this horrible, horrible creature that is. Okay. Will a, an 18 hit? 18 will, yes. And at this level, I'm doing 3d10 with my firebolts. So 15 damage. 15? 10 fire and 5 slashing. Alright. 
Uh, then on to Cardrack. Okay. You don't want to be in a gelatinous cube? I'd rather not. Okay. Oh, yes, you take 21 points of acid. That's a lot of... That is actually a lot of acid damage. Okay, I'm going to cast Sanguine Rope. And basically, how far is it to him? 30 foot. Okay, I'm going to spend 6 health points to uh, cast Sanguine Rope. And basically, uh, uh, I expend the number of hit points. Immediately send a uh, rope made out of my blood. Uh, to grab a target within range five times the number of points. Once I grab a target, I can either pull myself to the location or pull that person to my location if they weigh less than 100 pounds. Easily. Okay. Yeah. Yink. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I yank him up. Uh, it will require a strength check versus the um, gelatinous cube. It's a 12. Um. It would be the same if it was a normal uh, rope. So that would be 18. Okay, yep. You're able to uh, pull the mouse folk out of the gelatinous cube, and he is now back up on the rungs with you. Okay. So this is also gross. Yes. <laughs> A rope of blood. Pretty much. Eh. Yep. All right, Darude. Um, it burns! <laughs> Probably acid. Ah, well, might as well. Um, since everyone's out of the area, I think I might drop Hi. Oh. Oh, you're not pulled out yet, are you? No. You weigh less than 100 pounds? You no. weigh less than 150 pounds? No. Darn. Okay. Um. I'll jump in there with you next time. <laughs> Double check. I don't want to hurt you. I'm just going to go ahead and shoot a Scorcher at it. Uh, with my 5th level spell slots. Should be 3, 4, 5, 6. 6d8 six fire. It gets a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, for half. But with this negative four, that is a two. Alright, so yeah, each creature in a line. I'm gonna try not to shoot right through Magnus. <laughs> I like I like to think you're like carving him out with the fire. Uh that thirty sorry, twenty-nine points of fire damage. Oh goodness gracious. Oh it burns! Stay up on the rope. Alright, it is now officially bloodied. We'll see. So it is the start of the cube's turn. So, Micah, you take an additional 21 points of acid damage. And uh, there is nobody else within five feet of it, so it is just going to stay there and do ooze stuff. Okay, slowly eat you. Yep. So, and I'm going to go ahead and say that you are now fully engulfed. So then we are going to go ahead and move on to Magnus again. If you would like to try to get out, it is a DC-12 strength check. That will make it. Okay. And that's that's a full action, right? Correct, yes. That is your action to escape. So right, you are within a space, you are, um, enters a space of your choice within five feet of the key. As a bonus action, I am going to cast Thunder Swain. Okay. So the next time I hit it with a melee attack, it's going to hurt. All right. Good man. Then on to Jack. I think we're going to go ahead and use um, the Holy Swiss ability. Uh, I wasn't able to showcase it last week, so I'll use it now. Since Swiss cheese is obviously the most divine because it's holy, (laughs) um, I can use my, my connection to it to heal twice my level plus my intelligence modifier. Which will take me back to full health. <laughs> it's great. Um, Holy Swiss. And that's as a bonus action. 
once per long rest. That's ridiculous. That's funny. It's a really like good that. heal. It's, it's a nice solid wizard heal. Yes. Uh, with my low hit points. Um, but beyond that, I think we're just going to uh, throw another firebolt down at it. But I will miss. What is it? Um, that is an eight. That will hit. That will hit? <laughs> yep. AC okay. is six. Well then. Doing 11, 16 points of damage. All right. You can tell that this gelatinous cube is about done. It is starting to melt and goop in places where it shouldn't. Cardrack. I'm doing it. Jumping in. All right. Go ahead and make an attack roll. If you hit, you will kill it. How did you miss? You didn't miss. Is that a plus (laughs) 8 is 11? That is enough to hit the 6 AC. How do you splatter this thing? I hope that, like, as I jump down, I just, like, that, like, super epic slow motion jump, and then just hit the cube and go, slowly fall through as it just kind of melts away. Yes, you, as you crash into it, and you hit the top of it, you just kind of ooze in slowly, but somehow, when you hit the midpoint, the whole thing just bursts like a water balloon, and the gelatinous cube melts away all around you. Freeing your friend. I just had a shovel knight moment. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, this means I have to try and get down again. <laughs> Use your little shadow trick. Oh, hey. uh, you've got a you've got a metal friend that can try to catch you. No, I don't need to catch. I have a an ability for this. Okay. So using my action to teleport. Realized I could have misty stepped across that. <laughs> and I got the strength for it. I'm just gonna drop. Okay, yep, you just dropped. Does anybody want to try and catch him? Don't. <laughs> I weigh a thousand pounds. Okay, you boom into the ground. <laughs> it is a 30-foot drop, uh, so you're going to take, eh, not a whole lot, uh, 12 points of bludgeoning damage from falling. <laughs> All right, Virgil, you already landed into the ooze, so you are fine there at the bottom. Hmm. All right, you feeling okay? Can I, can I, can I get a set? Dropping down the healing stream. I was actually just gonna drink one of the potions. Nonsense! I haven't talked for this. Everybody heals. Didn't want you to. Didn't want to make you expend you gotta totem. totem for this. I like summoning my spirits. <laughs> so everybody's gonna heal three d eight. Cool. Me and each friendly within fifteen feet. <clears throat> wow! Can I roll any better? Ten. So I'm just gonna repeat again. Can I get a sip? Oh yeah, here's a here's a. You guys could also take a long, uh, short rest if you wanted to in this chamber. It's a very small room. There's two doors, one to the east and one to the south, and this room is only ten by fifteen. You know what? I'll just do a I'll just do a cure wounds on each of you, and then we'll just do. I'm good. Nap. Oh yeah, you're you're good. Cure and cure. Oh, I don't need the cure wounds. Don't worry about me. There's you. Uh, so, cure wounds, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, D, 8, plus my wisdom, 23. And I'll do you one more. I the Don't worry about it, I got the... That puts me, at, uh, not quite fully healed, but adequate. Alright, let's short rest. Get all those slots right back. Then where you guys are at, and I was incorrect, the door is to the south and the west... So at the bottom of the shaft lies a chamber with walls formed of opaque green glass. Doors exit the chamber to the south and the west. Toward itself or west? 
Which one would technically be the most left? West is left. Okay, we'll go west. Left is right. A narrow hall leads to a small foyer. Patterns of shadow reminiscent of ripples on water pass over the green glass walls. No light casts them. They seem to be illusions. The chamber surrounds a low platform engraved with a massive mythical pattern. A pair of double doors is set in the wall across from the platform. A scene engraved on the door shows people relaxing in a pool of water. Hmm. I like this. Other than the cube, this seems like a nice place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, no cube anymore, so... While you were walking down uh, that hallway, you would have seen almost immediately after you opened that door, a door to the south. Well, if we're heading west... Check the door. Checking the door. Okay, yep. I will open it. Okay. A white marble basin in the corner appears to serve as a latrine. A mirror and crystal orb are mounted on the wall across from it. You found the pisser. Continuing on down, like I said, you reach the uh, set of double doors. Opening the double doors. The engraved double doors swing open, revealing a cozy room. The couch by the crackling fire is richly upholstered, and a massive painting hung above the fireplace depicts a wizard battling a dragon. There is a small door to the west and a large double door to the east. The place settings are laid out at a round table. Right as you open the door, eyes of a metal head light up, and a welcome, honored guest says in a mechanical type of voice, We have long awaited your return. Server two, guest for tea. Yes, please. I'll take tea. Okay. And it is just a head. Like, there is no mechanical body underneath it. It is just a head. Can you ask if it's okay if we pick up the head? Should it usually have a body with it? Over the centuries, many of us have suffered damage beyond our capacity for repair. But now that you have returned, you can restore us. And you start hearing noise to uh, from the door to the west, and it soon opens, and a dilapidated old automaton shuffles in. It has a thin build when one of its eyes has fallen out, and parts of the armor plating are missing. Uh, it carries a steaming kettle and a tea service, but it comes to a stop and stares at you, and a kind of buzzing, almost broken-sounding voice, it says, Could you be... Have the patrons returned? It said, "Could it be the patrons have returned?" That's what it sounded like to me. And then I will answer, "Yes." All right. It replies, "The steward, the uh, just the single head, not the creepy one." Says, "The prince he created us to serve the patrons. When he had to shut down the transit system, he told us to keep things running until he returned, and so we have." Well done, you good and faithful servants. I'll take that tea. So maybe showing my age here now, but I can't resist. Jack will ask if they've got any cheese. We, unfortunately, down here are not capable of preserving that kind of food for this long. Wait, and how good is the tea? I will, I will try the tea. Tea as dry goods lasts quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tea you try, it's uh, not bad, but it is definitely older leaves, um, so it's, it's drinkable and it's not going to hurt you by any means. But you can tell that this is very old tea. Needs a scone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how would you, uh, how may we help you get restored? Yeah, you don't know. The answer lies in the iron creche. If you could take me there past the reclaimers, I could restore the sanctum and my staff. Look at the head. I can do that. And you would know the Iron Creche is the thing that puts all these automatons together. So that is the building unit. 
I hope you don't mind riding in a backpack. He makes no objection. Right, I'll put him in my backpack. Okay. Now you've got another little buddy. Got two little buddies. All right. Uh, go ahead and Micah, make me a history check to see if you know what the reclaimers are. Fourteen. They would be. You're pretty sure the machines that recycle, quote unquote, the machines that are no longer capable of their duties. I can see why you would want to be escorted beyond them. I hope they don't think I'm no longer capable of performing my duties. We'll prove them otherwise. Okay. Uh, So, you guys, there is a set of double doors to the east and a single door to the west. The T guy came out of the door to the west, I want to say. Uh, Yes, out of the door to the west. Of some sort. The door that he didn't come from. Okay. Uh, You guys go through there, and a large pool fills the center of this room. The steam rising from the warm, perfumed water fills the air with comforting scents. The lighting is low and soft, and a relaxing sound of faint chimes comes through the air. An automaton arranges salves, powders, and files at a beautician station, while another stands next to a curved massage table. Towels, fresh fruit, strange delicacies, and a few books are close at hand, near four lounge chairs. Once we restore this place, we should definitely just take a, a long rest here. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Where did the fruit come from? It's basically an illusion. Damn, it's you shouldn't real. have eaten the fruit. <laughs> you ate the wax fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward. Yes. <laughs> uh, from this room, there are just a bunch of beds and whatnot for resting and that kind of stuff. Are the beds an illusion? No, they are real. Okay. So we can still rest here. You just won't get the, quite the meal you were expecting. Mm. Okay, uh, so would you guys like to take a long rest here? I know uh, you guys talked about it, or do you want to... We may as well just replenish while we're... Yeah, sure. Top off the hit points. Get all okay, you guys gain back. the benefits of a long rest. Um, I am going to go ahead and, using my gourmand ability to prepare a meal so we don't have to sustain on illusion food. <laughs> uh, nonsense. Zero calories. But that'll yes. give everyone two extra hit die at the end of the rest. Which means I'll probably be more likely to use Luke's hit die totem. I'll drop that next. Although I do like your crit totem because I get not quite as many benefits for crits right now as I will. Well, with haste, I I was thinking since I get that extra action, it doesn't say I can use that action to use a special ability, but it does say use an object. I mean, if Bob's okay with it, with haste, I can drop two totems at once. Technically, I think you're supposed to empower those, aren't you? Uh, basically, it's planting them as an action. They're already empowered. Okay. Uh, when I crafted the totems, they have all the, the capabilities of the spirits. Gotcha. Okay. I just have to present them properly. So from this area, then, the only door uh, is through that small kitchen, as you correctly assumed. A small kitchen opens into an aquaponics chamber. The smell of unfamiliar plants are heavy in the warm, damp air. The tanks are filled with water, vegetation, small fish, and shellfish. Attached to the tanks are facilities for transforming the contents into meals. Oh. So think magic kitchen. I like it. Awesome. I wish I would have known about this before I wasted all my supplies. I know, right? In the other room. Magic iron chef. Yeah. You can gather more supplies. And they don't have cheese here. That's... Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think you can make milk small fish or shellfish to make cheese. No, don't look at me that way. 
can't milk these. <laughs> you can't milk those. Okay, and uh, when you go through the kitchen, the steward would tell the, you guys that if the reclaimers can break through that barricade, everything will be destroyed past that point. So he does suggest you exercise extreme caution when going through because it will be rebarricaded once you go through. Okay, I'm glad we took the rest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure, rebarricade. We'll go through and uh, we seem to get the head to the... The uh, the, the, the iron thing about what's it? Creve? Creech. Creech, yes. I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's uh, it's C-R and then E with a little deal on the top. C-H-E. So Cresh, Creech, something like that. Um, Cresh. Cresh, okay. Uh, yes, the steward would say that once you break through that door, it's, it's, it's a running charge. I mean, this is, they are all on the other side of this door. It is a swarm of the little bastards. All right, well, I will cast haste before we go on to the other side. That way I can drop two totems at once. Uh, I will cast haste on myself as well. <laughs> haste? I'm thinking our goal is going to be to get through them and into an open space as quickly as possible. Yep. So we just run? Run. The steward would tell you um, on the other side that there is a short hallway about 15 feet uh, long, and there is a, another hallway off of that, uh, so kind of a T-junction, that lays off to the west. The reclaimers will be right on the other side of that door. If you go to the uh, west, there you will run into a, a hall with a pool of glowing green liquid in it. It stinks. It, it, it's disgusting, rotted flesh. Liquefied uh, troglodytes. Yes, kind of. And then that will lead into the greater area. Otherwise, if you take the door to the south, there is a pool with the bottom is completely lined with liquid metal. Like molten? Or are we talking like... Chemical, chemically, By definition, it would be molten. Yeah, it, it chemically breaks down inorganic materials. So it dissolves them as opposed to melting them. No. Yeah. So the one, so the one pool breaks down flesh. The other one ble- breaks down inorganic materials. Uh, you know, I feel like we might as well just go for the one that breaks down flesh because we can at least heal that a little faster. I can't heal my broken armor or a Magnus if he's you know. You heal the fleshy bits, but not the the the, the metal, the clanky bits. Okay, yeah. so you guys are going to run into the hall and then immediately go down uh, that long hallway to the rending pool or the rending hall, correct? Yes. yes. Alright, so everybody got your stuff ready? Haste. Alright, anything else you guys would like to do? And we'll go ahead and roll initiative now, just to get that prepped so we can start this. So the initiative order will be Kardrak, the Reclaimers, Darund, Magnus, and Jack. It's Darud. Darud? Yeah. I'm sorry, Darud. I'm terrible with fantasy names. I don't know. It makes me for next like your next game is Steve. I know, right? Well, that's that's why Jack. I was hoping had some funky spelling, but uh, nope. Yeah, because your last one was Marcor, Macor, Macor. Yes, and, and I kept calling you like Marlo or something, or <laughs> Marker. I don't even remember what. <laughs> Marker. Something. All right, so uh, the door flies open. Uh, you guys have haste going. You guys are all prepped and ready to go. The second you throw open that door and walk into that hallway, the short hallway appears to ripple 
all the walls and floor as if alive, as every surface in the hallway is covered with a wave of tiny constructs. They look like they were originally beetle-shaped, but have incorporated pieces of junk into their construction and are now covered in rusted protrusions. Uh, Virgil, since your initiative was first, if you want to be the first one through the door, you're welcome to. Uh, it's your call. The door was literally just thrown open. So all of you, huh? How many beetles? That's Hundreds one. of oh, tiny crap. little ones. Uh, the the whole floor and walls of this 15-foot hallway are just swarming, ripple as if alive. And there's a hallway you can see turning off uh, 10 feet down the hallway that goes to the rending pool. You guys almost gag as this wave of rotting flesh smell just hits you. Okay. Um, it's like the grub all over again. Mm-hmm. Is haste concentration-based? Yes. All right. Okay. Um, all right. Can I hold my action and wait until everyone else and still move or not? Yeah, you can hold your action if you like. I like to hold my action. Okay. They are going to go next, and they swarm through the door to attack at you guys. So who would be standing directly in front of the door? Who would have opened the door? I like opening doors. Okay. So then you are going to be the first one that gets hit, and they have officially entered past that barricade. Which was what we really did not want at all. Yep, basically. Alright, you are going to be attacked by the swarm. Uh, The first one will hit, I'm assuming, with a 26 to hit. The second one is a 22 to hit. That will also hit. Alright, and I need uh, two constitution saves. DC 14. I made both of them. Okay. Uh, you will take 26 points of bludgeoning damage, and you do get this really sick feeling when they hit you. Like, these have got something Ugh. on them. Poison, disease, you know, poison, disease, acid. You're not quite sure. It doesn't burn, so it's not an acid, and you don't feel poison, but it, it you, you feel sick. Hmm. All right. Uh, you got tetanus. Yes, oh. tetanus. Exactly. Darud. Oh, I'm gonna push into the swarm. Try to get on the other side of them. Okay. Yep. You walk in their midst. You don't take opportunity of attacks as you're technically still within the body of it. And I took a lot of damage. I need to maintain concentration. I want to keep haste going. Oh, that is right. Yeah. You do need to make a concentration check on that. I'm nine on the die. I get to add my constitution. I don't think I add anything extra that's special. Uh, it's DC 10 or half the damage. Trevor's higher. So half it would be 13. Uh, my con is... Oh my goodness, I missed by... I missed by one point. Okay. Haste drops then. You know what? Let's change things. Haste on Magnus. <laughs> and then I will proceed 30 feet into the swarm. Is that Energizer battery? Spirits of the storm empower you. Move faster. This is a very familiar feeling to me. Okay, while you're moving through the storm, uh, swarm, it does count as difficult terrain, so are you just going to take one step into the hallway into the midst of them, or what would you be doing? Yeah, trudge, trudge, trudge. Okay. So I get 15 feet in, I guess. Okay. You would be able to make the first turn around, and you would leave the swarm behind you, so the swarm would be like five foot behind. Come on! Oh, I should have gone center of pursuit. <laughs> I get even faster. Magnus is next. Emberly, you can take your turn whenever. I'll probably take it after Jack. Okay. I'm going to go quick, fast, and in a hurry. 
So just charge like, straight through? Double move, just all the way through. Okay, you charge all the way through the door. You will take one opportunity attack, and you uh, make it through to the other side. Uh, that is uh, 26 to hit. Yep. Nine whole points of damage. Uh, on then to uh, Jack, and you leave the swarm behind as well. I was hoping they would follow me. So you're both out? Yep. Well, they haven't got a chance to follow you yet. Well, Jack will just squeak, I'm sorry, and drop a fireball at his feet. Okay. Yeah, that would catch everybody in the hallway. Actually, uh, Luke and Magnus, if you both turned a corner, you would have total cover. Virgil, you're getting. I'm okay with that. <laughs> He's a masochist. He's a Krieg. Yep. Um, fireball! And what is your save? 17. Okay, it rolled a 16, so it failed. Is uh, 28 points of damage. Alright, uh, we are then on to Cardrak. Uh, if you want to... Did you run? Oh, um, yeah, I should probably then hightail it. Okay. You take one opportunity attack. Uh, that will definitely hit uh, more than 20. Uh, for 13 points, and I need a constitution save. I need to, first off, I dodge my moon firewall. Okay. I'll take half damage from that. Um, kind of helps when you can put an arm up to your own spell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, how much damage did you, did you say? Oh, shoot. Um, 13? Yes, 13. And then a constitution save of uh, 13. 13? All right. Unfortunately, that does not quite make it. So you are under the effects of some disease. You're not exactly sure what, though. Right. And then um, as I catch up or get outside of the swarm, um, I will use my bonus action to, uh, since we completed a long rest, I'll use my bonus action to heal the... Uh, 29 points. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will take off running, and I will pick up our little mouse friend. And nope. you're really not gonna like... Is he under the effect of a disease? Uh, yes, but you don't know what the effects are yet. Okay. You're not gonna like this. I'm gonna just, like, cut my arm and just be like... Bleh. My blood! Ew. <laughs> Uh, can cure diseases as if with a fifth level healing spell. Okay, you would be able to cure that. Um, Sorry, y- bud. You've got this weird feeling. He really likes smearing his blood over you between the rope and now this. <laughs> I mean, there's, there seems to be a theme here. He wants to bathe you in his blood. <laughs> Pretty much. We're, okay, so you guys. Bond. Yes. So you guys are all around the corner now, all within that hallway. Uh, who would be the one closest to the swarm still? The hallway is 15 feet long. I, wish uh, I would have picked him up. Um, so again, I guess I, I am the, by far the slowest person here. I, okay. yeah, I, w- I would have grabbed him. That way I'm carrying him and then kept going. Okay, I would say one of you two would be in the back since you were the last one to go. You would be the one in the back. So the swarm is going to flip around and come charging towards you. And it attacks you. Oh, I have haste, so I got really far. So you got haste. Uh, remember, I have haste on me. So. Luke, Luke dropped it. Lock, Luke uh, dropped, dropped it on himself. Oh, and so I have haste oh, too. Yep. No, 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 I, I would have made it. Yes, he had his own instance of haste gotcha. on himself. Did you roll your constitution? When you I never got attacked. Oh, you're solid. You're solid. Because as soon as my oh dropped, yeah, I did. I did from that with fireball. Uh, I'm gonna roll a constitution. 
I feel bad for mentioning it now. Uh, it maxed out, so that would have been high enough because it took damage. So it maxed out. I'm safe. Okay. But as soon as uh, as soon as I took damage before my movement, I decided I would add up on Magnus so he could run through. So that said, we're still in the back because you'll be slowed down hauling. Yeah. Well, he he would actually be in the back. Yeah. Now I'm the closest one to the swarm. Okay. I only was able to trudge 15 feet. That's true. All right. Two attacks on you then. Both will hit. Uh, the lowest was an 18. Ah! Both hit. All hit. Yep. And I need con- two con saves from you as well. You're going to take 21 points of damage. And uh, the DC on those was 14. I failed one of them. Okay. Then you are also... Uh, afflicted by some sort of disease, and you can feel the cold sweat start to break out upon your brow. Fast-acting diseases. On to Darud. Don't worry about that. I'll fix it in a second. To the rending pool. Uh, it's just around this corner, right? Yes, it is. Where we can try and it is. Out? Yeah, it would be 5, 10, 15, 20, about 25 feet in front of you. Is there a door or anything? Nope, just open straight into this disgusting pool. A pool of glowing green liquid that smells like rotted flesh dominates this massive chamber. Long metallic tentacles writhe around the edge of the pool like snakes searching for prey. Okay, because I'm really tired of this swarm. I'm going to go ahead and cast Maelstrom and uh, center it behind the swarm so it'll pull them off of me back into the hallway. Okay. Make sure I... What is the save on that? That is not going to matter. They rolled an eight. Thank goodness. I believe I can fly. Right. uh, 21 bludgeoning. And I'm just going to keep that up until they finally die. Very much bloodied. Virgil, uh, I will leave it up to you whether or not you think you're within 10 feet. Don't get in that. Probably. I'm gonna be like, come on, little mouse folk, we're going in. Carry him into it. Oh, no. heck. <laughs> Gotta live on the edge, little mouse man. <laughs> little mouse man. What is it, Maelstrom's a minute long? Uh, concentration up to a minute. Okay, so I'm just so gonna keep that haste with, your haste with fire on. Yeah. It's like I don't need any more. Okay. Magnus. Um, so I'm not in a position to go poking the bear. I mean, the swarm. I don't really have much I can do, so uh, I'm going to move up into a potentially defensive position in case things go haywire, and then... Okay, facing the swarm or facing the metal tentacle thingies? Um, How far away are metal tentacle thingies from our nearest ally? Uh, 20, 25 feet, depending on how far into that hallway you go. Right now, you guys are all in like a 15-foot area, so you're right squished between the start of the rending hall room and the hallway with all the reclaimers. I will face the, 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 the reclaimer all. Okay. I'm also really done with these little robots. Uh, I'm just going to wall of stone to seal off that. Yeah, perfect. That hallway. Ideally, I would like to kind of encircle his maelstrom so they can't actually get out. Okay, do they take damage every round from that? Yep. Every okay. round, 66. I'm going to make a disadvantage on dex checks or anything like that with the maelstrom. It'd be strength. Straight. Pull itself out of this, out of the center of the storm. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and see if they can get out of the way quick 66. enough to get towards that door oh. before the wall of stone gets up, but it will be at disadvantage. Sure. Let's see, 
12, so nope, uh, that wouldn't beat your DC. They are not able to get away before the wall of stone encircles them, and they are eventually completely obliterated. Good work, we turned into a blender. Yes, that's almost exactly what it was. As pieces of the reclaimers get pulled off, they swirl around and smack into the rest of the reclaimers that are there until it is nothing but a pile of metal pieces. You feeling all right there, Darude? You look a little peaked. <laughs> Greater restoration. Okay. Very well. <laughs> I put, put away my syringe attachment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember having that. No, 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 no. Just the spirits for me. Uh, that's awesome. All right, then. Uh, now that that is gone, uh, the reclaimers are taken care of. You don't have to worry about them. So the barricade is slowly put back into place as a precautionary note, but you're pretty sure you got all the reclaimers. So there is now the rending hall right in front of you, and the to the door to the south of that hall is the processing chamber where that liquid metal is. The uh, steward does tell you that the quickest way to get to the iron creche um, is to cut through one of those two rooms to get to the double doors on the other side. Would be the quickest way. Does anyone have any organic material? What's the safest way? Uh, The safest way for your metal friend would be through the flesh room. The safest way for your organic friends would be through the or your metal friend would be the rending hall and the rest would be the processing. Bob, I'm both. I'm organic oh, and inorganic. Neither one of these options is great for me. No. So, um... Yeah, sorry, buddy. I'd say, I'd say if it's going to be safer for them, let's just go through the metal room. Yeah, both rooms are... There are going to be challenges in both rooms. I'll start heading down the, the, the towards the, the room filled with liquid metal. All right. This chamber is a shallow pool. The bottom is lined with a glittering layer of liquid metal. Do we have fly? Uh, there is a five-foot walkway all the way around it. Don't just start going around. Just trapes along the walkway, then. So uh, right. pulled out a rope for us to, to kind of keep track of everybody. Yeah, everybody give me a perception check. 19. Okay, unfortunately... 22. 20. Oh. Anybody higher than... Anybody 20 or above? 22. 22. You two guys see a shard slag jump out of the pool and attack you guys. It is going to get a surprise round against you two because it was a tie, but then we'll go ahead. Do you guys want to keep the same initiative order, or do you want to re-roll? Okay, so it is going to get a surprise round against you two. Um, Well, one of you, as it can only make one attack. (laughs) Good battle cry. (laughs) It can attack twice, but it is going to make both attacks against... Probably you would be in the before. Okay, so two attacks against you. Jesus, that one and a three. So neither of those are going to hit, believe it or not. Thank goodness. Okay. On to normal initiative. It would be its turn again. So it's going to attack you again. Hey, 218. So both of those will hit. You don't take a ton of damage, um, but it is going to try to, with one of those, knock you into the pool. I will oppose it with my athletics. Okay. Uh, so you will take four points of damage plus uh, two points of slashing damage plus eight points of fire damage, and then I need a strength contest. Uh, it rolled a sixteen. I got a twenty. All right, so you are able to kind of push back against it and keep from going into the pool. All right. All right. Normal initiative. It is your turn, Darude. 
So it's jumping out of the, the molten goo. Is it like in yeah. front of us? Can we hit it normally? It kind of jumped right in the middle of your party because I'm guessing you would not have been the leader of the group. I'm guessing it would have been probably one of you two, correct? Yeah, and then I would be out in the middle. I've been in the rear for most yeah. of it. Yeah, so it would have been splitting you guys in half. Who lost haste? I lost haste. Everyone lost haste, right? Yeah. I still have haste. Well, just for the hell of it. I don't need haste. On a third attack. Well, fine. I, uh, I mean, whatever. I'll drop the Sky Fury so you can crit better. And if you do crit, you roll additional damage dice. Yay! Dropping the Sky Fury right on my square. Uh, Magnus. Okay. I don't know what... Well, I do know what pit you crawled out of, but I'm going to send you back. Oh, all right. Oath of Enmity. <laughs> <laughs> And we are going to go ahead and first attack. Oh, that's a crit. Ha! Additional damage dice. So that's two, three, Damaji. So you get uh, one extra. Because one plus one for the crit plus one for your solid. Is 10, 14, 16... 25 damage on the first one. Second attack, 23 to hit. And that'll only do 19. Only 19, okay. <laughs> oh no, my normal hit almost crit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I forgot, Luke, on yours, since you took fire damage, you would have had to make a save against being stunned, but since I forgot it, we won't do it this round. <laughs> That's powerful. Yes, it is. Alright, on then to Jack. Alright, um... Seeing that it attempting to like throw people into this processing stuff, mm-hmm. um, how big is this chamber? Uh, this chamber is is twenty five by twenty, uh, and there's a five foot walkway all the way around a fifteen by ten pool. Okay, I don't really like to do it, but I'm going to go ahead and burn another wall of stone and just seal off this whole thing. Okay, uh, the whole top of the pool yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay, we now. There's now a five-foot walkway that leads to a stone. Gotcha. Yep, it is... Yeah, more floor. Yes, it is sealed off. Wait. Oh, crap. I just got a crit. I actually had another attack I could have used against him. Yeah, go ahead and make it. Nobody else has done damage yet, so Pretty go good. ahead. No, in fact, I probably won't even hit unless a uh, 11 hits it. Nope, not quite. It is just nimble enough to get out of the way of that one. And it's kind of got a molten form to it, too. It's, it's a very liquid metal-type creature, but it is a living liquid metal creature, so that is why it had immunity to that pool. Hmm. Okay, on to Kardrak. I will attack. Habush. Uh, 18 to hit. Uh, yes, that will hit. All right. Uh, I'll rend with that. So that's... Uh, 8, 12, 19 points of damage. Second attack. 13. Uh, no, that will not quite. And third attack. That's a 19 to hit. Uh, 14 points of damage. We are then on to it again. Uh, it is going to now produce six blade-like protrusions out of its body, and so it will attack three on each side. So it is in between Luke and... Ben, I think. Kardrak, probably. Yeah. So three attacks on each of you. 
Two of them will hit Kardrak, and two of them will hit Darude. Seven points of uh, slashing damage, plus uh, five points of fire damage. And then I need a con save from you, Luke, Virgil. You are going to take 12 points of fire damage and 12 points of slashing damage, and I need a con save from you as well. Okay. The DC on both of those is 16. Uh, I just made it. I rolled a 20. Okay, yep. You guys are good to go then. So a 12 and 12? Yep, same type of damage because it's molten metal. Okay, two different attacks? Nope, same attack. Uh, three, oh, yes, it's each attack is negated by a certain amount. Every instance of damage is reduced by 12. Okay. So uh, 1 point, 1 point. 1 point, 1 point? Yeah, it would be 1 point and 1 point. Okay. That's crazy. Tough little jerk. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I know what I'm going to do for my turn. I'm, All right. I'm a heal. Yeah. It is then your turn. Okay. Cure wounds. This is my last fifth level slot. 21. Okay. I'm at 50 wounds. 50 wounds. Yeah. <laughs> the bugs really hurt. Yes. All right, Magnus. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pop a thunderous smite. All right. We're gonna make our first attack. Does a 16 hit? 16 does, yes. All right, so we're gonna go. Uh, this is gonna be 10 points of slashing plus 10 points of uh, thunder damage. Okay. Uh, and Virgil, actually, last round it would have been below uh, half. Yeah, half. So go ahead and do your thing. All right. 1d2 to hit? Yep. Uh, I took damage when he did that, so the I'm going to rend so it's maxed out. 19 points of damage. Okay, it is barely standing. Yeah, uh, Thunder Smite, is there a DC save for that? Yes, it's a uh, it'll be a strength save against... That was a 3. So it'll be pushed 10 feet, and I doubt it could be Dr. Prone if it's... It does not say if it's immune or not, so I'm going to go ahead and say that, yeah, it can. All right, so it's push back 10 feet and knock prone. I'm going to close on it and make my second attack. All right, if you hit it, it's dead. Um, Yeah, that's a 22 to hit. Okay, yep, that will definitely finish it off. It had 10 hit points, so I'm pretty sure you're going to do a whole lot more than that. And it kind of oozes through the small cracks in the stone. Don't ever touch my friends again. Uh, are you going to dissipate the wall of stone, or are you going to uh, just I'm continue? I'm going concentration on it. Uh, short rest? Yeah, I'm out of spells. I think let's get on the other side of the room before we... Oh, I'm planning on maintaining concentration. How long does your concentration last? Uh, up to ten minutes, and if I maintain concentration for the full amount, it becomes permanent. No, oh, perfect. I'm just going to chill on your cheese. So yep, I... so after ten minutes, the stone Jeez. floor seals completely, and... Uh, there, you guys see the open doorway on the other side. No, it's it's cheese, isn't it? I didn't say that. But <laughs> it's it's a marble. But cheese. I didn't say <laughs> that. Floor okay. I just I just see. So we eradicated all of those reclaimers, and we've just sealed off a pit that I'm pretty sure might be pretty important. What kind of damage are we doing to this factory? The steward definitely is not very happy about it. Uh, because the whole point of this is to eventually restore it to full operation, but he does say that he they will be able to rebuild it as long as we get to that control unit so they can repair themselves. Yeah, just, this. just keep that in mind as we go forward, because I, you know, if we cause too much damage, we're essentially kind of mid neutralizing any benefit that we're 
doing for these. Yeah. It doesn't. I, I'm not breaking anything. I'm just making a new wall or floor, I guess. In yeah. Some cases. All right. Carry on. It's now safe for them to go through this room and not. They can out. eat it. <laughs> okay, you guys make your way through the little hallway at the bottom, and you do see that you are going to have to cross some of the rending hall, but you will only have to get past two of the metal tentacles now instead of potentially six. So uh, all I will need from you guys to get all the way across is, let's see, we're going to go with a dexterity check, because technically this would be a combat maneuver, but we're going to go with a dex check. I need a 15. <laughs> Can we use acrobatics? You can use acrobatics, or I'll even let athletics to rush past. I skillfully doged. All right. Wow. What was the save? 15. Okay. 22 makes it. Yes, it does. I did it. Thank you. Okay, for the whole mouse hook. All right. You guys get clear to the other side to a set of double doors, which you easily push open. Before you enter, the steward warns the party... Many soldier automatons are stored within. They may be dormant or may not. I advise proceeding cautiously. Every space along the walls of this large storage chamber consists of tall vertical sockets of human-like size and shape. Some lie empty, but most are occupied. No fewer than 12 automaton soldiers stare blankly out from the sockets in the chamber. Four are much larger than the others, standing as tall as ogres and oversized receptacles on the center of each wall. I'll ask the uh, the steward before we go too much farther. What would cause the soldiers to activate if they're not completely dormant? He would tell you that they would be activated after sensing an intruder. So you would need to either sneak past them or very cautiously... You would somehow need to cross a 45-foot stretch to the door to the south to get to the control unit. Um... Uh, do we want to cast invisibility on one person to make the journey? The rest can just stay at the door. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. How far can we enter before we risk being detected? Ten feet. Ten feet. So that and would make how- it 35 feet straight shot and five foot over. Um, so I want to drop a haste on me. I can misty step 30 feet. Yeah, I can do that. Because then I can then I can misty step all the way across get to the control panel before they activate. Uh, that would get you to the doors that go to the next room where the control panel is. I'll just in- cast invisibility on the party at fifth level spell. Oh. The question is, do they would they have any like other well, sensors? Other sensors they that can't would... hurt. <laughs> I mean that's I would... what my contribution. <laughs> yep. I would give you guys advantage on the stealth checks to cross that area. You would know Magnus you would know enough that they would be Almost 100% visually oriented. Okay. I mean, if somebody, like, trips and falls or something, you know, nat ones, you're definitely going to get found. But um, other than that, they are right currently kind of in that suspended animation type mode. So it would be mostly a visual uh, cue that would... Go ahead and drop that invisibility, but I will will try to get across as quickly as possible to try to avoid detection. Okay. Because I can teleport 30 feet, so... You want me to cast haste on you then? Yeah, it would probably wouldn't hurt. Okay. Uh, cast haste on you. Uh, will that door be locked? Uh, he isn't sure. It was not at one point, but who knows at this point? How much of a stretch wall can you make out of cheese? I make a lot of wall. Okay, because I. Oh no, I didn't take that spell. Damn. I was gonna say together we could probably make an entire another tunnel hallway. <laughs> yeah. But no. 
I just have bones of the earth. Wait. How many pods are there? Uh, there are four central ones and twelve scattered throughout the room. Never mind. Okay. That are occupied. There are lots that are not. Because I could just bones of the earth right in front of the pods and just lock them in. The other thing you could do is, as soon as I teleport over, bring up the bones right behind me so they can't see me if... Sounds good. All right. The problem with that is if they're visually... I guess if I'm I'm invisible and they're visual, it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah. You're invisible, head to the door. All right. So... Advantage on your stealth check? All right. Oh, wait. Yeah. We're still invisible. Yeah, that's a 17. Okay, that was exactly what you needed to get by. So you were not seen getting across. You all of a sudden get this strange... One zero one zero one 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 zero 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 in your head from your little cylinder. Oh, what is it, little buddy? <laughs> it can sense a really powerful electromagnetic force right in front of you, right in front of the door. Some sort of trap. Has the steward been pulling our leg? Steward. Would the steward be with you, or who? Yeah, he's in, my, he's in my backpack. Okay, he would not know anything about this. This was something that was done after him. He says, and I still have zone of truth up, so. You can't lie. Are robots subject to that? I don't know. It's kind of cool. You have to assume so. <laughs> now that you've been alerted to it, you can definitely almost hear a hum in the air um, right in front of you. See if I can find a source for anything that might be causing this uh, disturbance. Go ahead and roll a perception check or an arcana check to determine the nature of this. That is a 22 Perception. Perception. You don't see anything that could set this off or turn it on, turn it off, or whatever. You're pretty sure that it is a barrier of some variety, and the only way to really... It, you have to set it off. It's the only way you're going to get by it. And you're pretty sure it's activated by passing through the square, something passing through this invisible barrier. Um, I'll go ahead and try that. Okay, so then I need a dex save, DC 14. Yeah, case. Yep, so advantage. Uh, that's a C dex is a plus four and I have proficiency. I, I don't have proficiency. That is exactly an 18. Okay, yep, no, that is more than enough. Or sorry, 14. Yep, that is exactly enough. You put your hand right through that space and pull it back real quick as these bars of lightning shoot up through the ground to the ceiling and fizzle and uh, go for a while. And it starts to die down a little bit and then you can hear it start to recharge. You can you're you're almost positive you can slip through pretty easily as long as you don't really screw up you can slip between the the electric bars essentially. I'm gonna go ahead and make that attempt. Okay, uh, go ahead and uh, DC. This one's really easy. DC ten uh, Dex check. That's a sixteen before bonuses. Yep. Yeah. You just slip right between the bars. No problem. Alright, with Steward's help, you are easily able to open the doors. Uh, the Emerald Spire forms the heart of a massive eldritch machine. Hundreds of small gemstones orbit it like tiny moons. A control panel is embedded in the spire just above the floor, a marble and adamantine altar studded with gleaming crystals. Arcane patterns of cold fire blaze on the floor of the chamber. Two massive coffin-like structures stand to either side of the room, with three smaller ones around them. The air is cold and tingles with magical energy. So, yeah, you're... Follow up Magnus. Well, the whole point was, he's going to go ahead and deposit the... Wow. 
the steward, right? Yep. That's what I'm hoping to do. Oh. Yep, you're able to do it, and for the sake of time and everything, um, I'm just going to say with enough time and instruction, since you kind of have a knowledge in this area, you're able to help him uh, get this thing disabled within about a minute. And as soon as it's done, he says, You have done well, children of the patrons. Now I have the power to restore my people. I can give you the rune you need to reach the prince's palace. And should you ever need a cup of tea or a place to relax, you are always welcome at the sanctum. We are very grateful. All right. He directs you to where the elevator is and reactivates it. And all the traps and everything are shut down. And so you guys are easily able to traverse. There are still reclaimers and whatnot in this area. But he is able to, with the other resources around him and the activation of those other uh, automatons and whatnot around, he is able to uh, eventually defeat all of those and get everything up and running. Wonderful. Awesome. Cool. All right. Next week, uh, when we meet, we will be tackling the last floor, the very bottom, the Emerald Root, and we will be finishing off uh, with this adventure. So join us again next week as we finish off the Emerald Spire. Thank you very much. Thank you. Woo! Fun times. We would also like to give a big shout-out to Hope for becoming our newest Patreon supporter this week. So thank you very much, Hope. Also, if you would like to join us for a game and become a member of the show, visit our Patreon page. This is where we choose who will be playing in the episodes through voting, and if you become a member, you can also submit ideas and possibly be picked to join. Thank you for joining us once again for this episode of Homebrew Review. If you would like to find out more, you can find us on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can visit our website at www.theadventuringguild.com. Or you can find us on Patreon. For any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at dmbob at theadventuringguild.com. Or hit us up on one of our many social media websites. And once again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Bye.